Hi, everybody. So I was reading about how anti-Semitism and anti-Asian hate are on the rise in America in a New York Times article written by a Jewish columnist. And he talked about an attack in Los Angeles last year in May of 2021. And outside of a kosher restaurant in Los Angeles, a bunch of like um, far left people waving pro-Palestine flags came and they actually physically, they, they assaulted and beat up a bunch of people outside of a kosher restaurant. And it's being prosecuted as a hate crime. So you have the thing about anti-Semitism that is like one of the most scary elements of it is that it comes from the right and the left. So you have all the, you have people beating up a bunch of Jews because of something that some tiny country on the other side of the world did. And then you also have far right Americans who hate Jews because of anti-elitism and stuff like that. And also just nationalism and anti-otherism, xenophobia, all that kind of stuff. So there's like, it comes from everywhere. So I wanted to talk about the main elements of it and why people are anti-Semitic in the first place. So I feel like 99% of anti-Semitism comes from, it's like a blended form of nationalism and anti-elitism. So it's like anti-globalist K-ball of bankers that's often associated with Jews. And that's, uh, that's what the Nazis did. And that's what the American far right does with, um, like, you know, um, there was that one time Trump tweeted Hillary with the Jewish star behind her and a bunch of money falling down, you know, that kind of messaging of like Jews being big money, anti or globalist or whatever. So there's that element of it. And for that, I'll, I'll just say that it's because like... In Europe, at least, Jews were forced into banking or they were apt for it because they were um, Christians weren't doing usury on other Christians and Jews were willing to do banking services for Christians and charge interest. So they kind of moved into the banking. Ashkenazi Jews in Europe were sort of a little bit more banky than the average population. But that's not to say that they were all bankers or anything. Most were just normal people. But the fact that Jews, I think especially Ashkenazi Jews, they are typically, they on average have a better culture, like cultural learning. Like their parents will teach them how to be responsible and uh, with money better than the average like American, for example. So it's all averages, of course. But you end up in a situation where Jews are perceived as these people who know how to game the system because they seem to have money and be well off. And so they must be doing something. They must be conniving 
together or doing something like that is sort of the sort of the common anti-Semitism perspective. Um, and that's when you bring up people like George Soros, right? A really rich Jewish billionaire who's like a common villain on the far right. George Soros is like a really common villain. And it's just this idea of Jewish shadow politics. So the the Jewish shadow politics assertion, I would say, exists on the right. And then it exists on the left, too, in, in regards to Zionism, right? A lot of left-wing Americans would say that Jews create more tolerance and acceptance for Israel than there should be. They bring up the... They, they talk about how it's not anti-Semitism, it's anti-Zionism. And they bring up how it's, uh, it's like, uh, they bring up all the Jewish organizations that support Israel and stuff like that. And, you know, it is anti-Semitism because they're beating up, you know, it leads to beating up a bunch of Jews outside of a kosher restaurant in Los Angeles. So it's the very fact that you're using this little country on the other, really a little country on the other side of the world as an excuse to hate this group. That is the reason why it's anti-Semitism, because I will draw an analogy. <clears throat> How often, what if every time Turkey denied the Armenian genocide, people went to Turkish restaurants or kebab places and beat up the Turks there? What if every time, um, you know, China did something mean? to the Uyghurs or the Tibetans, like people went and beat up Chinese. Like that's kind of the same thing that happens with Israel. It, it, it is anti-Semitism because you're, you're, you're making this, this giant thing out of a very small ethnic conflict in one part of the world in the Middle East and using it to promote this global, uh, worldwide anti-Jewish mentality and conspiracy. So, and you know, you can do that with any group. Every time Saudi Arabia does something bad, is it the fault of Saudi Muslims? You know, every time a Muslim country commits a sin or does this or that, can you say that it's the fault of Muslims? Well, it's the very fact that they're so amplified, you know, it's the amplification of Israel, whereas most people haven't even heard of, you know, Chad, for example, some like, like, in, like African countries that you can use to, you know, like what Ethiopia is doing right now. Does that mean that little Ethiopia in Los Angeles, should we do attacks because Ethiopia is committing a genocide? So should we say they should be ashamed and they're not standing up good enough so we have to fight little Ethiopia now? Like, that's why. It's like, oh, well, we're not hating Ethiopians. We're just hating Ethiopia's government. And it's like, yeah, but it blends together, though. And that's why anti-Asian hate is similar in that regard now. People are being... The sins of a country are being used to hate a group of people. It's kind of like what happened in World War II with the local Japanese. 
It's like, well, Japan is doing bad things, so these Japanese must have something, some kind of um, responsibility or tolerance or affinity for or acceptance for that. And it's just unfortunate because it's it's not it's not true. It's just not it's not right. It's not true. It's not right. It doesn't make sense. It's this and that because, like, um, man. Uh, think about your own government, the United States government, like does all kinds of things and you can't control it all. You know, if, if you go to Europe and people want to or, or China and people want to beat you up just for being American because of things America does, like you can see how how unfair that is, you know, like it doesn't make sense. And. um. I think Asians, like Chinese, like anti-Asian and anti-Chinese hate that's on the rise in America, that is, I don't think that that has the same globalist, like, you know, global uh, banking conspiracy that anti-Semitism has. I think it's more just xenophobia and dislike for people who are different and a failure to celebrate diversity. And then also just, like, prejudice, of course. So, xenophobia and prejudice for anti-Asian. Um, and then xenophobia, prejudice, and all the other historical stuff that's been s circulated about Jews for the past, for hundreds of years, thousands of years. Um, for anti-Semitism. And guys, like, America is, is the country where it makes the least sense to be afraid of people just for being different. I mean, that's all they are. It's just a little different. And, dude, like, how many of your fellow Americans are different from you in every way? Like, e, e pluribus unum, it's written on our money. Out of many, one. E pluribus unum. So, if you're an American, you you should be happy that we have diversity here. You should be happy that we have all kinds of people from all walks of faith and all over the world. That's a good thing. Instead of trying to enforce homogeneity. And, you know, that's what I would say to, like, a nativist white ringer who wants America to be white and Christian. And if you're not white and Christian, you need to leave. Now, as far as to the far left, you know, I've kind of talked about it with how the whole, like, like Israel making analogies to China or any country, really, Saudi Arabia um, or the United States. <laughs> um. It's just amazing that in my own city, people were beating up Jews outside of a kosher restaurant last year because of something Palestine, because of a Palestine-Israel thing. Like, the, the fact that that really happened is just insane. It's insane. And you got to realize that that is anti-Semitism. And it's being prosecuted as such, thankfully. So. 
overall, my main message for the video is that I can't understand or go into all the reasons why people might hate ch Chinese and Jews in, you know, France. But in America, I can just say that I really feel like it just it's it just doesn't make sense. They have to. Here's how it works in America, everybody. People are individuals and you don't get to just harm or write off or dismiss or not let in individuals because of a group attribution, neither their religion or their ethnicity. You are an individual and you have individual human rights that are given to you by God, not the government. So as an individual, you have a human right to be treated as your own person instead of uh, as a, a slave or something else like it. And so because of that in America, you have to you, you're not allowed to dismiss people or write them off just because they're not in your group. So it's it's cowardice, too, in a lot of ways to say like, oh, well, just because they don't celebrate Christmas, I get more mad when they take over my company or kick my ass because they don't celebrate Christmas. And it should be a white man in charge, a white man doing that. I should have a white man as my boss. Or if you're on the far left, too, a lot of it is blended with anti-corporatism and anti-elitism. So they'll use words like big companies or globalist companies or, or billionaires. And, you know, um, it's all just not thinking in terms of individuals. You have to think, well, if... If an individual Jew is better at banking than me, then that person wins because and, and, and I'm free to get better at banking if I don't like that. Instead of getting defensive and thinking, well, I want the government to treat people who celebrate Christmas differently from people who don't. Or I want the government to treat people who were born here differently from permanent residents or people who were allowed in on a work visa or something. And for me, I've always thought that part of the challenge of being an American is not having anything like that to hide behind. Like, you don't get to be treated special, you know? And I think that the desire to be treated special is what motivates a lot of nativism. Is like a desire, like, Tucker is pretty open about it. The desire for a fatherland, which I've always thought is really cringe. Like, it's super cringe because it's like, why don't you just, whatever you're upset about, shadow politics, banking, get better at those things. And, you know, upon getting better, they'd realize that a lot of their prejudices and assumptions and feelings weren't true and that it's a lot more complicated than they thought. But... You know, that's why, that's why the whole, most of the, that's why a lot of this stuff is from people from the outside. Like, people in banking aren't the ones promoting the crazy, like, Jewish banking conspiracies, because they're in banking, and so they know it's not like that. So, my main, my main, like, tenets, guys, is that it's, it's, it's not true it's not based in fact, and it has no place in America. You know, it has no place in America.
Now, the only anti-Semite that I've talked to who I felt like nothing I could do would change him was a Palestinian whose parents were killed by the Israeli military during in the war in the 40s, like the real war. The one in the 40s and the not in not even in the 60s, but in the 40s, just like an old Palestinian guy. And he has all this family gripe with Israel. So he's never going to like Zionists at all. And then he kind of just assumes that Jews are Zionists if he meets them. But my feeling on those people is the same as I have an Armenian who doesn't like Turks. It's like you if you have a problem with if, if you're going to live for that, go fight them over there. Go back to Palestine and fight them over there. But here, you know, this is neutral ground. This is a land of individuals. You don't get to just go beat up some Turkish person because you're Armenian. And you don't get to just go beat up some Jew because you're Palestinian. And you don't get to hate them either. You know, that's like the only time when I'm like, when I'm like a go back to your country nativist is when they bring nativism and hatred and prejudice over. That's when I'm like, go, you know, go fight the Turks in Turkey if, if, if you're going to go, you know, start beating up a bunch of Turkish people. So I guess that's like kind of how I feel to end the video. It's like, as an American, try to think in terms of individuals instead of having to hide behind some group. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a Christian, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm an American, I'm a progressive, I'm a this. You're just you. That's all you are is you. And that's all anyone else is either. And if you think like that, it's going to be a lot harder for you to find yourself in a band of wackos beating up a bunch of Jews outside of a kosher restaurant. You're just not going to find yourself in those kinds of situations as often because you'll only see individuals and you won't understand why those Jewish people, you don't know them. Why would you beat them up? Because of some little country, it's, it's all group stuff. You need to get out of that. Man, I don't know why Americans are getting more and more groupy. They're they're getting more and more like group identity. It, it, it's 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 not how I want this country to be. So, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that maybe one anti-Semite or anti-Chinese or anti-whatever listens to this and is. I don't care if you hate. I don't care about what's in your heart. That's your heart. But don't go beating people up and stuff, you know? So yeah, thanks everybody.